is WarioWare. Quick PSA reminder for all our listeners out there, make sure to make your last minute purchases on your Wii U and 3DSs because you won't be able to store your credit card information any on, on, the, on the last day of Sunday. So hurry up, make those last minute purchases now. You still can't able to do that on our website and your Nintendo Switch, but just just those two systems you cannot do anyway. So just a quick PSA on that, Well. Yes, back again. Not a ton of news to talk about this week, but we will make it do. That's what we have to do. And Nintendo just refuses to feed us. We're hungry, Nintendo. <laughs> Give us something. Oh, what about last week? So last week was last week. That was a whole seven days ago. You expect us to live on just that? Please. <laughs> and joining us to help make it at least somewhat entertaining with less news is Skullkit Scott. Hello. Yay. I'm here again. <laughs> but yes, we honestly do have a very light week for you today, but we will make do somehow. So first, what I've ever played. Not much. It's so barren. It's barren. I honestly can say I spent the last few days, uh, if I sound different, ladies and gentlemen, this is my PSA. I got a brand new PC, and I literally spent the last 15 minutes before starting the recording of this podcast trying to get my thing to work, because apparently it wasn't working properly. Shock and awe. Here's my surprise face. So, uh, between that and my work, which has been very heavy recently, I, ha- I have not been able to play much outside of Fire Emblem Heroes. Um, we're getting a new bridal banner. I really hate these. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even watch the video to see who it was. I mean, I, I, I saw loosely who it was, and I get sure, fine. But take the free summon. I mean, to be fair, like, how many times are we gonna get with, uh, yeah, uh, Roy, uh, um, Ellie Wood, all like th- that, yeah, the Binding Blade again? It's like, okay, fine. And I, I give props to again with uh, one of the bridal units, um, the teacher of uh, Roy and and uh, Eliana. So, eh, that it's fine. But yeah, granted, this is basically another bait banner, to say the least. Yeah. <laughs> okay, honest question. Has Camilla had a bridal gown? That is what I've been waiting for! They still not have done it yet! Did you hear him go up 10 octaves when I mentioned <laughs> I wonder who's his favorite. <laughs> I get the sense that he's really. I mean, the fact I got bridal um, Barja already. Like, that's what, we're just, what a lot of people have just been waiting for. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, stop. <laughs> I mean, I know that, like, that's going to be. I, I almost wonder if they're actually going to be tactful with her this time. I doubt it. But you, you never know. They might decide, you know what, let's, let's go tactful with the wedding dress. Because we all know Camilla is so tactful. <laughs> Define tactful. If I was a Captain America, no, I don't think I will. So, uh, but yeah, I've, I haven't been able to play much. Hopefully, though, because of my new PC, uh, a gaming PC even, it's one that was actually built for gaming, I'm going to uh... re-download Steam eventually and try and play some games i might even go back and i might buy the mass effect legendary edition okay 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 okay. because i've heard great things about that you know revamp and i love the original mass effect trilogy so if i can if i can actually have a pc to play them awesome also one thing um my new pc is incredibly bright Mm. because of leds (laughs) 
Oh, okay, all okay, the okay, RGPs. Okay. You got the real fancy. Kind. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't intend for it to be like this, and now like my mouse is glowing, and <laughs> I, I, my computer started to light up, and I'm like, oh, that, that's interesting, and I noticed there's just, like this LED button, right? And I'm like, oh, that's what turns it off. No. <laughs> it cycles through the rainbow of LED colors that I have. Welcome to the RGB. Welcome to the RGB club, man. That's how it is these days. <laughs> That's pretty much most gaming PCs. Uh, and so, thankfully, they turn off when I put the thing to sleep. But there's still some lights, and so like there's like this rainbow streak across my my ceiling of my bedroom. And usually, my room is like pitch black because you know, I don't like the lights coming in. Um, the light is my enemy. <laughs> uh, now I have to like make sure, and then like the the button I would have turned, they used to turn it on, it flashes, and so I actually had to put a piece of paper over it when I go to bed at night, just so it won't like the flashing will wake me up. And it's like <laughs> so yeah, I'm still very much adapted to this new computer, and uh, <laughs> it's a process. It's a process. Uh, just be be careful, you need to get an unexpected rave in your room. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. So, but I will make it work. I always make it work. So, uh, yeah, not been playing much. Hopefully that changes soon, and I'll let you know. Mm, yeah, I guess I'll just jump on compliment as well. Like, also, it has been generally been pretty quiet as well. Um, yeah, just like you, just continuing on with uh, with Faye here, getting ready for the next banner, and yeah, I just probably just do one summon. That's it, because again, no. Sp only if you have a spark with the um, space subscription pass, but I, I don't think I'm not gonna go go spark for this one. So I just saved yours for the most part. And as far as else, I have been going back as my usual grinds with um, Persona Four Arena Ultimax, just going through the Persona Three side now. And again, nostalgia. I love it. Love seeing the, the Persona Three cast once again. So good, to, good to play on that. And also, I've just been. So more that's been on the high of uh, the recent past Monday news regarding to Fall Guys, and so I'm just basically going back to the Fall Guys, get some, getting some wins and some dubs, and just getting ready for that eventual release, which we talk about later more in the podcast. And also from that, there is the new, um, well, when we call it the event, but the Overwatch uh, Anniversary Volume 2 event, which is some new colored skins for legendaries so just kind of go back here and there just for the sake of it so uh slight overwatch uh, uh i'm sorry i couldn't hear you can you say that how many times have you won fall guys uh i'm currently at a crown rank of 23 uh yeah going to yeah going up to 23 right now so uh currently right now i have like 77 uh crowns in in stock but then again those comes from like pity pity crowns or not so i i won my my fair share for wins i won my fair share never won ever. i have had one win that i put on my twitch and that was it <laughs> i get to the finals like every time and i blow it and <laughs> yep. it's infuriating uh, yeah, I mean, from the slime climb to like, yeah, uh, yeah, Crown Mountain, all that, especially with the, yeah, it, it, it's crazy. But again, we'll talk more later on in the podcast because it is coming to all systems, which I'm happy for. So here's hoping we'll get more. But as far as I'm not, yeah, those are the games I've been playing and just getting, just waiting until uh, Strikers League that's coming on June 12th. So <laughs> here, not too long, hopefully. Not too long. I've never played Fall Guys. I have. You will join us. <laughs> I'm a Keenum Hearts fan. I've lost all integrity. So, <laughs> <laughs> but 
but like Kingdom Hearts Three was like so good, but was it though? Uh, debatable, debatable. It is a debatable thing. I enjoyed my time, but I will recognize it was not the best Kingdom Hearts game. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Kingdom Hearts mm -hmm. Two is still better. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. I also think the best one in it. It's not controversial pick, but it's kind of a little bit low key. Is Chain of Memories. I really like Chain of Memories, okay, 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 but it's okay, one okay. of the more divisive titles. I think that's just because people don't like the card system, but I really loved it. I like the card system, and the story was grand, and so, yeah. I, uh, all right. <laughs> it was just, it was on the, first of all, it was on the GBA. Right, 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 right. Expect that just in time. It was like, mm -hmm. wow, we're getting, you know, we're going to get a Kingdom Hearts game on the GBA. That's really cool. And then it was just it was, uh, like the visual style. I love that we could play as Riku because that was totally that was something we hadn't been able to do before. You yep. Know, uh, it was just worth it. And then like the cutscenes that we did get, they were really cool. The I love the boss fight. It was a challenge in a unique way, and it was actually a meaningful. It was <laughs> it was it was a sequel. It actually was a sequel. It actually had a lot of like lore in the game mm -hmm, from mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Chain mm -hmm. of Memories. You had to know that. Had to play that game to understand what was going on in Kingdom Hearts 2. That's just yep. the way it was, and I loved that. And then the other ones, you know, at times it was debatable. Like, did I need to know about, <laughs> you know, Shion? Yes, I know we do. We subscribe to Kingdom Hearts. Do we really need to know about Coded? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my god, Coded. Um, no. So yeah, but uh, I still haven't played Kingdom Hearts 3. Um, you know, I I I found out that I apparently have a on my new PC, Xbox uh, Ultimate, uh, Game Pass Ultimate, or whatever. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh, yeah. So I might be able to play Kingdom Hearts 3 on my PC. Maybe? Nice. I, yeah, I... I will try. <laughs> I've beaten it on PC and on PlayStation, and I'm yeah. going through it on Xbox. I mean, life finds a way. <laughs> <laughs> we shall see. Uh, Alright, whose turn is it? Uh, My turn, I believe, oh. now. So I have been playing really only two games, and they're very similar to each other, but uh, Neptunia Center and Kagura Ninja Wars. I've been uh, trying to remember my way through that. <laughs> Will my, company. my fellow Mattel culture. My fellow Mattel culture. <laughs> and the more recent, the demo of Token Ronbu Warriors is the mm. other one I've been trying out, just replaying some of the characters because you can play as a lot of the characters. You just have to redo the tutorial a bunch. Right. That's because that's all you get in a demo. It's not a lot of content though, and the maps are really small. I, I mean, granted, Koi Tecmo demos has always been generally small, even with like the last Samurai Warriors. So they, they've always been like like almost famously small, you know. Yeah. So hopefully the maps are bigger in the actual game when it comes out. <laughs> but I mean, the demo itself is very bare bones. But I mean, it looks nice. I'm kind of happy that they're actually putting on PC and on Switch. <laughs> I mean, I just like when they have games on more than one platform, to be honest. But will it run good from Koi Tecmo? That's the question. Because again, That is the, always a good question. Again, the recent <laughs> track record, I'm not holding my breath. <laughs> I mean, this one isn't all that uh, graphically intensive, but then again, some of their other games aren't either. <laughs> and then you have some issues with, like, even... The older Atelier games didn't get ported to PC, didn't run that well, and their graphics were not all that good either. Mm -hmm, right, right, right. So we'll just have to see. Yep. All right, Tyler? Uh, 
I have been continuing with Elden Ring. I need to get back into 13 Sentinels on Switch. I was about to ask you, like, yeah, how, like, how far are you progress at? But I guess I'm not. still pretty early in the game. I, I got distracted by Elden Ring like many people did when <laughs> it first came out. I, I am enjoying 13 Sentinels for sure, but when I think about sitting down and playing video games right now, it's been Elden Ring. Although I will say, so I've been on a journey with this game for the yeah. past week. <laughs> so... Yeah, so last week, you know, I was I was very harsh on Elden Ring because the game does not teach you how to play, and I, I forced solutions, which I still stand by to this day. Last week, I mentioned Xenoblade Chronicles 2 and this game in the same sentence, and I did that on purpose, like what Todd may think. To me, the Elden like, I, I, my for those who don't know, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 was like my least game I ever played. The two times I tried to play it. The combat just didn't make any sense. I wasn't big on the character designs. The story didn't suck me in because I was so frustrated with everything else. Then, after I played Definitive Edition, I came back and I played 2 again with an understanding of the combat system and I loved it. Elden Ring has been the same exact thing for me. I did not understand the combat the last time I played it. Uh, the game did not teach me the combat. I had to study that from YouTube, but after I learned the game from the YouTube videos, I've come to really, really enjoy Elden Ring. Um, particularly the beginning of the game, because now I'm actually having the opposite problem. I think the game is a little too easy, and I don't mean that from like a, oh man, I'm so good at Elden Ring standpoint. I mean that from a, it's an open world game, and the bosses that you encounter don't scale with your character. So I like, pretty quickly went to Stormdale Castle, because that's where the game told me to go. And I beat all that stuff at a lower level than I should have. But after I did that and I learned how to play the game, I went to Kalid, which is the area where you're supposed to go to like later on. I got warped yep, yep, there yep. from treasure chest. <laughs> and I like found a dragon on a bridge. And like the dragon bosses are pretty easy to kill once you know their pattern. So like even though I was low level, I was able to kill the dragon and I got eighty thousand runes, which is just a ton of runes if you haven't played the game. It's a crazy amount for early game thing i went from like level 30 to level 42 in like two seconds and now that i'm level 42 when i went back through that first area and even the second area like i went to the weeping and i was looking for some stronger foes but i just kill everything like even big bosses in like three or four hits so like when I was really loving the game, it was slightly below level because I had to really figure out the enemy's combat patterns, but I was able to beat them without being totally perfect. And now I'm like, I don't even need to learn the enemy. Like, they can hit me as much as they want. I'm going to get five shots on them before they wipe all my health. So, I don't know. I'm like, there's so many amazing things about this game. The main thing I want to revisit is I said that Elden Ring should not win game of the year and i will remove that if elder ring wins the game of the year the me of right now understands why the open world is insane it is gorgeous it is so tailed the the boss keeps the dungeons are something i've never experienced they are so much fun to explore every nook and cranny of these massive castles the, the work that went into building these is insane i just i have so much respect for the developers for putting all that stuff together um and it, it is definitely fun however 
I maintain that the game is too hard to get get into. You have to be a sicko like me and just be stubborn as heck to figure out how to actually learn the game because it doesn't teach you. And then I do think that there are some flaws with an open world format in a mainly boss fighting game. Like the normal encounters are fun and all, but the boss fights are where the game is at its best. And when you're overleveled for boss fights, they're too easy and it, it's not quite as... You know, it's not as satisfying to play. So I'm definitely enjoying it still. Um, I think I like it more than I liked it last week, that's for sure. Um, and it, it, it is addicting. I've sank at least 30 hours into it at this point. And I'll, I'll be continuing to play it until I, I beat it. I'm planning on beating it at the very least. But uh, I don't know. It's simply a flawed game. I, I do think it's a little overrated still. Okay. This is what I got from that. Never trust Tyler on his first opinion. Wait, <laughs> wait, 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 quote unquote, gets the game, and then listen to him. So that's a good takeaway. I thought you were going to have a bad takeaway. No, that is a good one. I but I think that that's true for every. I think I would add. I think that that's true for pretty much every person, right? You play a game, and then it's and your impression is not going to be as thought thoughtful and fleshed out as it is by you know hour thirty. Um, I just, you know, we, I, I'm very opinionated. So even, and even so, I will defend Old Me a little bit. I maintain that the game has serious flaws for new, for newcomers. Like a game is not welcoming to newcomers at all, and that's not a good thing. I, I don't care how many, like the get good crowd seems to imagine that that's a good thing, and it's not. You want the game to be anybody can pick up and learn and enjoy playing. This game's curve required outside help, and as soon as literally it was one you video watching this guy fight Margaret and I understood the whole game but it just it, 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 it I would have never got it if I didn't go to an outside help no, what, what I was really meaning was that when we do like our first impressions you know we, we, we make sure that we could like we've only done like you know a few hours in the game like when I did triangle strategy I was fine with the slow start because it didn't bother me but then by the course by the time I got to the end of the game and but the whole thing was in half you know that affected my perception of it with you you, like, almost get it in your mind that because of, like, this, that, or the other thing, there's no way that this, this game can possibly be good. No, 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 no. You have to do it. And then you have, no, no, I don't. Bulb, you have this light bulb moment, and you go, oh, and then the whole thing 180s. Just like So, so I, I like see what you would see that way, because I definitely, like, I've done that multiple times. Yes, you have. No, I'm very vocal about stuff. Like I do, we're doing a gaming podcast, so I'm not coming at you with like a measured approach. I picked Xenoblade Chronicles Two last week as my comparison point intentionally because I remember needing to learn how to play the game to fully love it, and that that, that was my entire point of Elden Ring last week was the game does not teach you well enough, and that's like a major major and you're right like you're i i will 100 admit to being a little impulsive sometimes but it, it is part of like the for i'm very aware of it i do it like i i feel like that's important to understand like when i say stuff like that like when i'm giving you a hot take i'm very aware that it's odd uh-huh see see it's see uh -huh. i drive this guy you're <sighs> You just don't get it. You don't get oh, it. It's okay. Oh, as the host, I get quite a bit. Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> here's, here's, mm. the here's the backbone of my argument. When he did Xenoblade, 
you yeah. literally said this is one of the worst games ever to, my gosh, this is one of the best games I've ever played. And that was different than Elden Ring, though. Uh -huh. Yes, that no, one no, I no, admit no. to. Hold on, hold on. And then with Elden Ring, last year, you, last, sorry, last week, you were like, there's no way this game wins game of the year. There are the no, 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 no. Game of the year, and what was one of the first things you said, you know, I'm going to remove the, uh, I don't think it should be game of the year tag. It yes, yes. Present, present me would be fine with Yes. It. Yeah, that, that is fair. That is 100% fair, but... But. That's why I singled that out. I admit, I recognize that that was a bit of a hot take. And I also maintain that I think Kirby is a better game than Elden Ring. To me, <laughs> Kirby is a more solid game. Yeah, no, I, I, I know it's a hot take, but I believe that it is a fundamentally better game. And I will say the Xenoblade Chronicles 2 thing, that was a learning moment for me. You know, that was a learning moment. And I don't even think I was wrong. Like, my points that I hated the game for, I stand by. <laughs> See, the sure jam thing from you. Uh-huh. You're on a sure jam roll these days. Yeah, sure jam. You know why I'm the host? Because I'm Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Here's a story of podcast. No, I'm just joking. All right. <laughs> All right, now that I've had my fun poking fun at Tyler. Now, I'm going to be honest here, though. I can't fully judge you, Tyler, because I have not played Elden Ring. And That's true. I have not played Elden. I could technically, I think, because of the Xbox Pass that I now have, I guess. But uh, I probably won't because I have no interest. But I am glad that at least partially, if not in full, you have seen the light about why many are liking it more than you. And that's a huge contrast from where you were last week. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yes, sort of. Sort of. I'll just let you. I'll let you. Believe what you want to believe about my <laughs> Tyler, that's never been a question. Uh, that's never been a question. <clears throat> you know, like Tyler, how many podcasts we've done with, with our dual host right now? Like, he always adapts the same philosophy. I reject the reality and replace it with my own. That's what he's well, always been doing. Well, I, I respect that you crystallized it right there. And I just, I wish I could just, I, you know what? Maybe I'll get there one day because... I am too pathetic. I, I wish I had your zen about it, Will. I wish I had Hold your on. zen about it. No, finish your sentence. You said you're about to say, I'm so pathetic. I want to yes. say that. Yes, I, yeah, I was. I was. I, I, I debate every time. I can't help it. I'm just like a fish. I'm just I see the bait. It's like, ah, man, oh, it's a hook. And then, like, this fisherman, like, lets me off the hook and puts me back in the lake and fall for the same trick two seconds later every time. I can't help it. Also, Will, if you're going to say the quote, say it right. It's, I reject your reality and substitute my own. Mythbusters, Adam Savage. Tomato, tomato, moving on. <laughs> Season 2, Episode 7, Rear Axle Myth. You're welcome. Okay, I don't know if it was Season 2, Episode 7, but I know it was Rear Axle. Nerd! <laughs> hey, I'm a, I, I, I just don't mind being a nerd, okay? Like, you really think I was doing this podcast if I wasn't, like, a nerd? <laughs> At least he brought the sauce. And now we're going to be talking about the snow in the news. Because... Oh, that was horrible. Uh, because even though we have had a, haven't had a lighter week compared to last week, there is still a lot of stuff to talk about. So it's time to go down the warp pipe. And for the record, the snow I was talking about is Hisuian snow. Which still sounds so bad. Uh, if you forgot, there was a new Pokemon miniseries anime that was being made called Hisuian Snow. 
and it was being developed by Wit Studio, the team behind the first three seasons of Attack on Titan and the current uh, Spy X family. And episode one dropped uh, yesterday, I think it was? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yesterday, mm-hmm. Wednesday. And uh, I, how, how many of us have seen it? I've seen it. I'm actually seeing it right and now, yes. <laughs> I will talk as they watch because as the host, I'm actually prepared for these podcasts. Jerks. All right. Uh, the story is it's about a young man who's uh, who is a doctor, and his father and him used to travel to the Hisuli region, which again is reference to Pokemon Legends Arceus. And uh, in episode one, we have him going back to the Hisuli region where his father is currently to gather wood from a certain for the uh, alabaster forest. And we get a flashback of him and his father at a younger time, and apparently within this forest is a Zoroark, the Hisuian variant of Zoroark and Zorua. And as we see in the short, uh, Zoroark angry. <laughs> Zoroark very angry. And then the kid, uh, Alec, I believe his name is, uh, he goes and meets Zorua, and hijinks ensue. Um, I want to start off, first off, I think this is an absolutely beautiful looking short uh, for sure for sure for sure yes wit studio can i was gonna say can do no wrong but that's that's never fair to say they do a lot right here including uh opening with very much a uh, like abstract style and before going to a more realistic one the, the showing the power and the abilities of pokemon uh especially with zorro and zoroark it's a lot of fun there's a cliff shot of the region which is actually really really beautiful um there's a lot to appreciate here I will say, I do think they go a little heavy-handed at times. Um, and, uh, and then they just go weird at others. And we'll, we'll see this in a second. There is a scene where the kid sees a Pokemon in his Zorua. And to be safe, he puts a, a fox mask on, which is appropriate. And the Zorua approaches him because he thinks, oh, it must be a Pokemon, clearly. Then he accidentally loses the mask. And I swear, he puts on the creepiest face when the Zoroark reacts to this. He like he's almost like stalking the Zoroark. It's so creepy. I'm like, you went from I'm scared of this monster with the mask, and then when you lose the mask and it's scared, suddenly you go to like a creep mode. Like, <laughs> Look at the face. Exactly what I'm talking about. It's so yeah. yeah, yeah, I just actually just saw that part of it, and like again expression wise has always been generally been part of what studios are forte and i mean heck if you haven't checked already everywhere has been talking about the anya face yeah. meme so yes if you haven't known about that anya has the best faces though <laughs> so on reference to that like yeah like i mean it's, it's as it is yeah i also want to note that i i, I accidentally called the end because at the end of the episode um Zorua attacks alec and they uh get caught Together, rolling down this hill, and they go flying off a cliff. And not unlike Looney Tunes, there's this pause, like freeze frame moment, where they're both looking out at the region and it's absolutely beautiful. And I go, <laughs> Oh, I know what's going to happen now. They're going to realize they're not falling and then plummet. And that's exactly how the episode ends. Like, okay, like that's not how gravity works, but hey, it's anime. What? Why is it? Why hey, you it? always got to have a, a cliffhanger and add on as, a, as the first uh-huh. intro introduction episode. You got to have that at least. It's okay. Elmer Fudd would understand. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> <More like what? laughs> but yeah, 
overall, it was a very solid one. I'm I'm very much intrigued. It's only going to be three episodes, and I believe we're getting the, a second episode next week. So I do have it up on the website, or you can look it up on YouTube. It's again Hisuian Snow. So go look that up and tell, let us know what you think. Because if if nothing else, look go for it for the visuals. It's really beautiful. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes, yes, it's just absolutely stunning animation. Definitely highly recommended. Yes, yes. And this episode also further enforces that humans suck when it comes to treating. Pokemon. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That is very true. It's just like, really? I mean, they, they, they depicted it in a perfect way, but it's just like, wow. <sighs> I was going to make a politics joke here, but I am going to move on. I no, no, it's true. We, we humans think. We no, humans I think. Gonna, I was going to make a really big like political joke, and I'm not going to do that now because it's, <laughs> I think it's a little too much this time. And we are trying to be a funny podcast this time. So, with that, let us talk about something that uh, is not breaking the rules, Tyler, but it's close. Let's talk about F-Zero. No, yeah. let's not. <laughs> okay, and now, on <laughs> For those who don't remember, I promised Tyler that we would never talk about F-Zero rumor news. And we are not. But <sighs> Reggie Fistame, our dear beloved Reggie, has done an interview where he talks about why he feels that F-Zero is not out right now and he actually has a very interesting insight he goes quote why was f-zero abandoned the insight i would share is that at least during my tenure the nintendo developers were always experimenting with different gameplay styles always thinking about where a unique experiment sorry, experience could be applied back either to an existing franchise or maybe creating a new franchise my bet is that somewhere in kyoto development centers some developer is playing around with an idea that might be applied to f-zero it's never a situation at least in my experience where the company makes a conscious decision not to continue supporting XYZ franchise. Historically, it just hasn't worked that way, not when I was there, end quote. Okay. Uh, on one hand, I do appreciate this insight, and this absolutely does apply to Nintendo in a variety of ways. Uh, you could look at numerous Nintendo franchises and how they've tried to in innovate them over the years for better and for worse. My problem is, is that there are times when they are fine with not reinventing the wheel, and yet for F-Zero, they either feel like they must reinvent the wheel, or they just don't have faith in it. And there was the last F-Zero game was about 20 years ago. It was F-Zero GX on mm -hmm, GameCube, mm -hmm. and there was a, there was a Japan-only title, but that, that, that never left the country. So that's 20 years, and Reggie was, was what, 2019 he left? Something like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's roughly another, you know, 17 years of him. <clears throat> so they still haven't made a F-Zero that's better than the GameCube one, is what you're saying. Well, they just haven't made one better. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Now, I, I remember recalling a report long ago that said that they did want to you know infringe on mario kart i never bought that though because actually then again maybe i should because we all remember paper mario in the mario and luigi series oh we can't have two mario rpg franchises since when <laughs> <laughs> they just don't know what they're what they don't know <laughs> i mean and and, and f-zero plays entirely different than mario kart mario kart is about racing but also like the fun battle element of getting all the items and shooting them at one another, where F-Zero is very much about speed. It's about going as fast as you can during, along these absolutely insane rate courses and trying to win. It's hard. It's the Dark Souls of racing games. 
<laughs> Mario Kart is Mario Kart for F Zero is Dark Souls. It also doesn't teach you how to play like like yeah. Elden Ring. So, <laughs> no, it's true though. It's true though. I tried to play the N sixty four F Zero X, and it it just did not. The driving didn't make like turning did not make sense to me. And I I studied the menus. I couldn't see it. So I don't know. I'm not an F Zero fan. I tried the original and I've tried the N sixty four one. Like maybe the GameCube one is better. Maybe that controller makes it a better fit. Um, but I just, you know, I sometimes I feel like people complain about not having F Zero just for the memes. Like it's a series that never sold well. Not a lot of people are like were ever that interested in F Zero. I feel like the noise around the franchise is so much louder than the actual interest in it. Right, right, right. If you're willing to keep giving Smash Brothers or Falcon into Smash Brothers, why not give him a chance, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. Oh, right. I wouldn't mind that at all, but I, I'm not sure that Captain Falcon wouldn't be served, like, in a different type of game than the, a racing game. I don't know. The, 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 you're controlling the Blue Falcon in F-Zero. It's not even, like, Captain Falcon himself, you don't even see his face yeah. 99% of the time. Yeah, imagine if they did like what a star, like a Star Fox Adventures game, but with oh, Captain Falcon. <laughs> right, that would be yeah. really fun, like yeah. a high action game. I think that's a that's a reasonable fit. I actually thought of, I had an idea for that a long time ago, and it was you know you race one level, then you fight with Cap, use Captain Falcon to fight uh, Black Shadow in another level, and you know it, it culminates in a race and a fight scene. You know, so there are there are ways you can make this grand and then I, I also feel especially right now with the switch um with the online features that we now have it would be a perfect like high octane online racing game like i'm talking like a 32 players per race you know create your own tracks and upload them online like you used to do with smash brothers you know there's a lot of ways you could make it interesting and different from mario kart it's just they actually have to try that and, is the important thing yeah and Nintendo does try. I mean, look at Breath of the Wild, look at Super Mario Odyssey, you know. But then you look at, you know, Star Fox Zero. <laughs> let's uh, not look at that. Let's not look at that. <laughs> <laughs> how about, how about uh, Metroid Federation Force? <laughs> oh, that's totally different. No one will mind that we're not using Samus in a Metroid game. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> Everything. 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 Like, you just, just you want, you want an epic video game trailer? Just when you thought. That Metroid Other M could be the lowest point of the Metroid series. <laughs> Nintendo endeavors to prove you wrong. <laughs> Federation Force, gosh. Uh, Alright, but hopefully, maybe. I mean, I gotta have faith. And, and the, if there is one positive thing to take from this, it's that Nint Reggie said himself, Nintendo does not straight up abandon franchises. I don't know if I believe that in full. Because there are franchises that we've been asking for a long time that outside of F-Zero that we haven't gotten back. Even ones that have sold well and are super popular, like Donkey Kong, Star Fox, or um, Golden Sun. So, I, I do hope that somewhere over the rainbow, no, uh, in Kyoto, that they are trying to, you know, think, hey, how can we make F-Zero, you know, applicable in the modern day? Just, just make it F-Zero game. 
Please. Pretty yeah. much, yes. <laughs> just make it. Heck, even just like, I don't know, even port the arcade machine from the FCO GX. It's just like, yeah, just just make it. It doesn't matter. You you have such a long time since the last game. Like, just anything would suffice now. It doesn't have to be good or even better. It just suffice. Yeah. And I, I can't remember what when I said this, or what game I said this about. Um, find a new team. Find a new team and say, hey, make an F-Zero game. Like they did with Mercury Steam and, and Metroid. Look how that turned out. That was great. Do that for F-Zero. If you really don't think you can make a, a F-Zero game with the standard Nintendo people, which is fine, find a new team and say, hey, would you want to make an F-Zero game for us? And then let them have fun. Turn turn them loose and see what happens. What do you got to lose? Right, right, right. Basically do a whole Sonic Mania thing, yes. That was, yeah, it's like Sonic Mania. Oh, that was it. We were talking about Sonic. That was it. Because I was saying, like, just instead of giving it to Sonic team, give it to, like, the Sonic Mania people and let them make a new title. There you go. They do that with F-Zero. Again, it worked for Mercury Steam, and they went from making a, a remake to making Dread, which was one of the best-selling is now the best-selling Metroid game ever. So imagine if they didn't take that chance on Metroid. We'd still be waiting for Metroid Prime 4. <laughs> Which, I hear, is going to release in 2030 alongside Elder Scrolls 6. It's going to be a big year, guys. If we live that long. <laughs> Can we just be honest? We're probably not. <laughs> There's your depressing moment of the podcast. We're not going to make it in 2030. <laughs> enjoy, it while you, enjoy it while you can, people. You know... Raise a glass to the next eight years. That's all we got left. <laughs> okay, so now we're gonna talk about. Okay, uh, next up we got actually a new piece of Nintendo sales news. We did not get all of them from last week. Apparently, uh, the new NPD data has revealed that as of now, the Nintendo Switch in the U.S. has outsold the PS4 in the U.S. Not mm. now, not globally. That's still about 11 million off. But in the U.S., which is easily one of the bigger sellers, buyers in the PS4 market, the Switch has now beaten the PS4. Which I'm surprised at. I really am. I'm not sure that the, the U.S. especially. I, I, I know U.S. and Japan are no doubt the bigger sellers, but I didn't think it'd be... I really thought it'd be like closer to the worldwide total, I guess. Like for even for the basic PS4 numbers, like it's a fairly respectable system. I mean, not, not like not like with the recent PS5 storages and all that. So to hear that Nintendo Switch use, units is has surpassed the PS4 numbers right now, I mean, it's like again, like we said it many times before, and we will say it again. Like it just kind of shows how much has has been since its release, just the, the appeal of it, and not, like compared to PS4, and then now the the current market as it is is just. Again, Nintendo Switch has done, has done good. It's just continuing up with it. It's just continuing to ride up. It's going to continue to ride up. Yeah, I mean, the PS4 had four years on the Switch. Like, a four-year head start. And it was a wildly successful console. So, if you told us before the Switch launched that it would sell more than the PlayStation 4, I would have told you you were crazy. I mean, I just would not have thought, in this day and age, Nintendo would be able to wrestle away control of the console market in the way that they have. Yeah. Like and that's the that's I really think that's the irony here. Like it's like you said, Todd. They had a head start and they were still selling while you know wh- while the uh, the switch was going. So it had even more time. That's why it's currently 11 million 
above the Switch because it was still selling even when the PS5 was still out. Um, you could even argue. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the PS the PS4 was uncontested too, right? Like its rivals were the Wii U, which was already dead when the PS4 launched. The Xbox One, which was a massive failure compared to the 360, like it, it pretty much ran unopposed. And the Switch, meanwhile, had the PS5 and the 4, uh, the new Xbox launches. Like it, the competition level was higher for the Switch too. Yeah, I, uh, I'm very impressed by this. Now again, it's still going to be a while before you know we get to. You know that next level, if you will, of it be it being the top uh, or one of the top ever. But in the U.S., at least the only three above it are the PS2, the Xbox 360, and the Wii. Which one of those does not belong in this category? <laughs> <laughs> Here's a hint: it's not the PS2 or the Wii. Okay, I know why the Xbox 360 sold well in the U.S. It's because it was the American console, for lack of a better term. You know, Microsoft dominates in the u.s and so i'm not surprised i gave him a little surprised but um yeah it's gonna it's gonna pass them it's gonna pass some of them at least i don't i don't know if it'll be the best selling in the in the u.s i, I don't know all the direct numbers but it's at the fourth and it's still got at least two to three years to go so yeah it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a continuing to sell for quite a while so we shall see i suppose <laughs> all right Next up, we have, uh, oh yeah, this is the uh, Scott story. We have Chrono Cross. Yes. Yes, reaction, joy, be happy. Uh, yeah, they talked about, uh, with producer uh, Kuchiro Sakamoto about the game and uh, various elements of the remaster. And uh, he talked about why it's remembered the way it was. He goes, quote, I personally think that one of the great appeals of Chrono Cross is that the depth of the story lives up to that of the previous game, Chrono Trigger. Because of this, it's still a game that remains dear to those who played it at the time, and one which they still want to talk about to this day. Also, I get the impression that it's still gaining new fans to this day. Some people have recently discovered Chrono Trigger and started to examine its links to Chrono Cross, end quote. Uh, Scott, I, I want your thoughts on that before I continue. <laughs> I do think that it is getting a lot of new fans. I don't know if I'd say I agree with them just discovering Chrono Trigger as much as it's people who are actually giving it its chance, finally. And discovering that, oh, this is actually a good game. <laughs> Even though it's not Chrono Trigger. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I needed to piss up myself. I, I, I almost forgot it was out. In my brain, this was coming out in May. For some reason, even though I know it came out April 8th, release day, I still haven't gotten it yet. And I, I need to because I I want to get Chrono Trigger. I need a nice, easy way to play it, but eventually I'll own it physically. Um, but in my mind, the sequel to Chrono Trigger, I wanted to wait. Um, but given that Chrono Trigger is kind of more beloved, I think I should just jump right into Chrono Cross and, and then back into Chrono Trigger eventually. Yeah. So that's probably a good thing to do. I think the good thing, too, is... Um... You don't need to necessarily even know much of the story of Chrono Trigger to get into Chrono Cross, which is good. It just gives you like little Easter eggs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I I know this. Like the, the debate about Chrono Trigger versus you know Chrono Cross is that you know one is like the most beloved RPG of all time, or, or one of them, and then Chrono Cross just kind of exists. <laughs> Chrono Cross is the not the sequel, but that is the sequel that. Yeah. People wanted to be more like Chrono Trigger, but wasn't. Yeah, and then, uh, I don't know if Scott saw this, but the Honest trailer 
for Chrono Cross was brutal. It was it was it was pretty brutal. <laughs> it was pretty brutal. It was what the game wasn't, and um, one of the things they commented on was like it's one of the most talked about games of of RPG history, mainly because they haven't shut up about it for twenty years talking about whether it's good or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, make make of that as you will. So okay, but now the other thing was that uh there was actually a lot of struggle to try and get the game remastered in the first place. He quote it's a real shame, but unfortunately the game program and graphical data weren't pres preserved in their complete form. That means that at the start of the development, we couldn't recreate the original version on any other hardware than the PlayStation, like the original PlayStation. And then they had to basically remake the stuff and then make the ports. Which, yeah, which that makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, game industry, preserving your games is very important. It is. It is very important. It's like, oh, we don't have all the original stuff that we could have made to, you know, reduce the time to make this thing. So we have to redo it on this system to then port it again. <laughs> yeah, that's not, that's not difficult at all. So, all right. And finally, uh, he said, he was asked about a potential third Chrono title. Quote, there are no plans at the moment. I don't know what the future holds either. Darn! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I have no idea, so good luck. <laughs> I mean, okay, you just say, okay, we're gonna, it's something about it, we have no plans at. Jeez, then why you get our hopes up for it? I mean, like, you really think you're gonna get the freaking A team of this development team to come back again? Come on. Like, it's, it will be a very cold day in the, in the pits. <laughs> Before the like the 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 A again Sakaguchi Toriyama and uh, Mitsuda all all those people come back it's, it'll be crazy. I mean Toriyama is still working on character art for video games, so <laughs> we have Dragon Quest Eleven for that. <laughs> thing called Dragon Ball. It's kind of taking up a lot of his time. You might have heard of it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's that small little niche thing that's been yeah. going on. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, I just remember about freaking uh the Ultra Ego Vegeta, right? I, I, I don't know if it's I think it's a uh, pretty uh super. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, I, you could you could say that uh puns are my ultra instinct. The ultra was just so unnecessary. It was. There, you know? That one didn't work. I didn't just want to do instinct though because it, it everyone got the reference. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, again, the the the, the, the form is just is just crazy. Like Super Saiyan got Super Saiyan. Oh my God! What the heck? I had the name was that. <laughs> I, I had to try. I'm just saying. That was easy. That was better. <laughs> that was better. Yeah, that was that was that was easy. So, all right. Uh, lastly, but not leastly, we have a new trailer-ish for Fire Emblem Warriors. I hate Three Hopes. I, I keep trying to want to mess up that name because it's a long one. It's Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes. Um, what we got was the Blue Lions Spotlight, where we got to see all the characters in action and how they're going to play loosely in the game, as well as their new looks. I do, I, I think we've talked about this. I really do appreciate that they're actually giving the characters new looks, or like slightly divergent ones from the uh, time skip, yeah, yeah. Time skip, or even before the time skip. I mean, we got to do with like a beard. We got new looks for uh, Anna and all of them, and Dimitri looking absolutely royal. So, and I appreciate that because they could have very easily, like what they did with the past Warriors game, just you know, 
reuse. <laughs> right, right. If they had the models, it would have been the easiest thing to do. But instead, they go, no, let's let's upgrade their looks, let's update them, let's make them look different so that it feels like a different timeline, because it clearly is. And it, it works, and I really like that. And then we get a shot of everyone from Dimitri to the dude to Mercedes and Ash and everything. Okay, I saw someone fawning over Ash on me. <laughs> Why? Not surprising. I mean, Ash is pretty a, a popular character. Surprising or not? I never liked him. I never liked him. I was just like, you know, that means you are wrong. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm usurping my host power. You are all wrong if you like Ash. All right, I'm just saying. <laughs> it's okay, I like Dimitri. Dimitri, well, Dimitri, Dimitri, of course. Sure but Ash was great. I, I don't understand being an Ash hater. He was just a regular, inoffensive. Fine character. Fine, Nothing but, special. It, terrible. That, that was the problem. Was like, I mean, he, don't get me wrong. I would take him over, like, say, Raphael, who was just <laughs> so obnoxious. Yeah. yeah. He was like the median character okay. of that game. Median. I think. I think that was it, though. That's actually a great, uh, great word to use, Tyler. I think it was because he was he was mid, like compared to yeah. everyone else. You know, like especially Ingrid, Mercedes, on on. on well, Mercedes was the worst. Quiet. She just constantly talks like this, Billy. The entire time. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, you have, you have heard it here first. Tyler is prejudiced against high high pitched people. <laughs> okay, my first like waifu in <laughs> three uh yeah three houses was Petra. <laughs> yes. Pet no, I liked Petra. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, Petra was fire. Petra's fire! Literally Starfire. Petra was literally Starfire. He, she was a fire and Starfire. Like, yep. Or Thea, fire, obviously. Yeah. No, I, I, like, I learned to like a lot of the characters I didn't think I would like, like Manuela, who you, those of you who remember my... <laughs> oh, yes. When, when I, you weren't here for this, Scott. I wasn't here, but I know Manuela. When I, no, when I first saw the art for Manuela, I was like, really? <laughs> I they were going for, and I saw the description, and I'm just like, really, like really. And then I heard that she was going to be voiced. She's voiced by Veronica Taylor, the original, the original OG True Ash. Okay, Ash with no E. And I was like, you know what? I, 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 I gotta like her just because of that. And then I actually dove into the character. That sounded so wrong. Uh, I <laughs> Manuela, and as her story developed, and like especially with the main character and with Dorothea, who I also learned to like a lot, like they did a really good job of fleshing her out to be more than just this very eye appealing a uh, diva slash teacher. And I did marry her in one of my runs, and I don't regret that. But like with Ash, it just didn't seem like there was enough. Like yes, he was meant to be average in, in various ways. He, he loved knights. Like, I remember that talk with Ingrid. But I just... I didn't connect with him on the level that I did with everyone else. And so, I guess that does tailor my view on things. I mean, granted, Ash's character uh, character arc isn't as as deep as with others. Like, again, he's basically... He loves knighthood. He was a former thief, now turned to knighthood. So, it, it wasn't as as grandiose to say the least. I mean, just aside the fact they had to fill in another slot in the in the blue house, so perhaps that they just didn't couldn't add that extra story. But then again, you see the interactions like with uh, Petra and everyone else, so you, you do see the interactions at least. I do think character designs go like this is just full game development talk, but they are so important yes. to determining because I do think there's a world where there's a character with Ash's exact personality. 
but he has a different face, hairstyle, and you're like, oh, this guy is cool. Like Sylvain, for example. Everybody loves Sylvain, but he is a tropey character. We've seen Sylvain in every work of fiction, but he's still awesome because he had a really cool design and he was funny. And like, yeah, great voice acting. Like, that made the character cool. And the same thing goes for so many of these characters. Like, for me, Dimitri... Like, the main three characters, actually, mainly Dimitri and Edelgard, were pretty original. But, like, almost every other character in the game we've seen before within Fire Emblem. And it's just the way they're written, the way they're designed, and the way their voice actor delivers their lines is, is the level of, like... By the way, Hilda is the number one girl. <laughs> Hilda was the goat. She, she, no, I, I, uh, no I, I like... There were other goats for me. Uh, like, Catherine. I still remember our talks when we were like, who was your favorite uh, Three Houses waifu back in the day? So I still remember that, our talk. <laughs> I wasn't there. If I remember correctly, I married Mercedes, Dorothea, Manuela, Catherine. That's four. That's right. No, I married Shamir. So who? That's five wives in four playthroughs. How did that work? Was my character a Mormon? <laughs> maybe. maybe. Or maybe, oh wait, I don't know. I, I watched all the videos. So I guess I think one of them I just thought I married a baby. <laughs> I, I was, Mandela I, effect. Yeah, the Mandela effect. I actually, I had never heard of that before until Robot Chicken recently. I but, uh, anyway. What do you guys make of Ingrid Gate? Uh, the discussion that Ingrid's new hairstyle is lame or cool. Where do you fall on Ingrid's three hosts hairstyle? Is she a Karen or not? I saw this debate. Oh, Lord. Who, who dared call Ingrid a Karen? Well, her hairstyle does kind of make her look a Karen. Okay, I got to check. I, I got to see you know, this. I see it. Because Ingrid... That, that doesn't... Why? Because she... Uh, you mean the haircut? I mean, like... Like... I mean, the haircut itself, I can kind of see. Because, like, wasn't there, like, one of the Pegasus Knights in three... Um, that was introduced in um in heroes that that one that kind of turned turned like uh turncoat something like that i mean granted that hairstyle sure it has that stereotypical like that evil mistress kind of deal haircut deal but really I think people are reading into it. first of all to call karen sorry call ingrid a karen just knowing her character is insulting second of all, uh, she is kind of racist what Ingrid, yeah, she hates to do because of his okay. type, his people. Okay, that's true. That was true. I forgot about that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Trauma, not and she. Ah, it was. It was. But do we excuse her. that? Don't excuse that. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> excusing it. I'm definitely not excusing racism. But <laughs> that unlike clear, we're anti-racism. Unlike, 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 unlike true, true racism, where it's just you know they feel this way. She at least had a basis for it, and we all know she got over it. If you if you you know went far enough with their characters, okay, she overcame. So she did. So that like that that's that's anti-Karen right there because Karens think they're always right a hundred thousand percent, and if you don't listen to them, you're 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 wrong. You're the Antichrist. Second of all, is Triforce taught at Karen? Laura asking. I, I, <laughs> on, on advice from my lawyer, I am not going to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> We kind of diverged a little bit, but please go and watch the video. My my problem, my only real problem, is that they gave Annette magic instead of her axe. 
which I think is because of the dew, so that they wouldn't have two axe wielders. But then that means they still have two magic characters, just one with light with no status and one with wind via a net. So, I mean, but I mean, but her weapon, her family weapon, is the axe. Right, and based on on fire emblem heroes and yeah, and all that, right? In the base in the base kit, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I know it's a choice, but yeah, and, and then he, then you see Sylvain right after her, and he has his holy weapon. So. Yeah, make of that what you will. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Yeah, and, then, and then because they're doing this, we're no doubt going to get the uh, you know the golden eagles and sorry the golden deer and the black eagles soon enough. So and that game comes out on June twenty fourth. So we are just a little over a month away. So it's it's going to be good. Mm-mm-mm. All right, now we're not going to lie to you, ladies and gentlemen. It was really a struggle coming up with the main event topic tonight. We didn't really have much to talk about and then we realized that usually at this point in time we'd be on the road to e3 but e3's not happening but it's dead todd yeah, it's, it's more than it's not happening <laughs> it's, it's it, it may have a last hurrah next year but maybe that's a maybe that's a maybe if there ever was one all right but even though um we are not truly on the road to E3. There is something we could potentially look forward to in June, though it has not been confirmed at the time of this recording, and that is the next Nintendo Direct. And so we're going to do a pseudo road to E3, talking about the uh, the Nintendo Direct and what we hope to see from it from a first-party perspective. So roll that beautiful music. <laughs> So, as I said, today we are going to talk about the first party element, and if we do not have anything major to talk about next week, we will talk about the third party element. And just to, so we can have clear guidelines here, it can be about any first party game, that you think we will see, could see, or should see, and it does not have to be constrained to this year, because this is usually when they start revealing the next year in full of titles, especially if they want to like really impact people and say, like, yeah, here's what we got next year, but then next year we got this. So, Tyler, I'll start with you. What would you like to see personally, first party-wise, at the next Nintendo Direct, potentially next month? The, the main, I mean, there's smaller things, but my biggest wish is a new Kong title. I've been wishing for it for a long time now. We've been teased with behind-the-scenes rumors, and it's nothing has come to fruition yet. It has just been so long since there's been a Donkey Kong game. I was on Twitter arguing with people, as always, the other day, and somebody had wrote, or uh, was talking about Reggie with Donkey Konga. They, Reggie had said Donkey Konga. He didn't want to release it because he was afraid it would damage the Donkey Kong brand. And I... Of the mind that it did damage Donkey Kong brand. The entire GameCube era marked the end of Donkey Kong as a Nintendo pillar. Donkey Kong was right there with with Mario and Pikachu on the N64's box. He had a ton of hit games in the 90s. And even though Country Returns and Tropical Freeze were sales successes and very, very good games, Nintendo just refuses to kind of commit to this franchise. And it, it, it drives me insane because there's Mario at the very peak of consistent quality, and just below Mario is Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong 
games are always great. They're always fun. They always sell well. And Nintendo just lets this character sit for, for some reason I cannot understand. So I'm praying that an E3 this year, at the fake E3 this year, whatever that is, at Nintendo's Summer Direct is what I'll just call it for now, we get a big announcement of a new Donkey Kong game. It can be 2D, can be 3D. I'm not picky. But I, I need to see the character back at the, at the forefront of Nintendo's marketing like you should. talking about this earlier but um there are certain franchises that nintendo has not capitalized on with the switch even though they sold really well donkey kong country tropical freeze was ported from the wii u to the switch and it sold over a million units just the port so when you add that to the sales i'm pretty sure that did well on the wii u that's a game that sold well enough so where the heck's the sequel that's what that's what we thought retro was working on before they revealed hey we're going to be back on metroid like wait a minute what have you been doing this whole time before then like, we really don't know. There's, like, a year's gap between Tropical Freeze and now that they were doing nothing. And they weren't working on a Donkey Kong game or anything. Or they were trying to work on something, I guess. But, like, wow. I, I don't know where Donkey Kong is. And that's sad because Retro was doing really good with them. Donkey Kong Country Returns was awesome. And Tropical Freeze was so difficult, but in a fun way. Uh, unlike, the, unlike Dark Souls. And so, <laughs> uh, I, I'm with you, Tyler. I would love us to get a Donkey Kong reveal. If not this year, then for next year, just to help start padding up what's coming in 2023. Uh, it's definitely time. And if we don't get a new Donkey Kong game on the Switch before its time is up, that's just wrong. <laughs> Alright? That's just wrong. Because Donkey Kong would absolutely sell amazing on the Switch. As Kirby just proved. Kirby did yes. his original title. And it had Star Allies sell like, what was it, like 3, 5 million, something like that? So how is it that you can you believe in Kirby, but you don't believe in Donkey Kong? Come on. Ugh. All right, how about you, Skull Kid? <clears throat> so I was really hoping that for, I guess, another thing that we get to see is more actual, like, gameplay trailer of Breath of the Wild 2. That's a lot of hope. Fair enough, yeah. fair enough. That's a lot of hope. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of hope, but it's something that I hope. <laughs> Go on. Um, just because I was, I mean, there's still like, a, will it be multiplayer? Will it not? I don't really care as much as I just want to have the option to be able to actually play a Zelda in this. Because we are now in like a dual team thing with Link and Zelda. I just hope that we actually get some time with Zelda rather than just having cinematics only. about Zelda because the moment they reveal something they'll be like oh yeah by the way delay again <laughs> so, mm. I don't care if they delay it as long as I don't see them that. play as Zelda don't, <laughs> say, don't, don't give them any motivation to delay it again alright that is oh gosh so I, I want them to show off more on Zelda just because there's still so little we know about it like yes seriously we know so little and I get it. You're making sure it's perfect. That's what you did with Breath of the Wild. It's totally paid off. I get it. But give us something. Yeah. Give us more than a shot of the broken master sword. <laughs> yes, please. Ended, by the way, like, oh my gosh, they broke the master sword because that was the one thing you couldn't break in the last.
second, no, they actually did break it in the original game, if you actually remember the storyline, that's why you had to heal for the last hundred years! <laughs> <laughs> right, or like, heck, even just show some, so the devices, or heck, even show, show off that, uh, apparently, quote-unquote, Ganondorf, maybe, I don't know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we still don't know what, what that uh, skeleton was in the caverns that Zelda and Link were uh, searching for in the, in the OG teaser trailer. So, uh, like, there's there's a lot we don't know. And, you know, we, we still actually don't know the, the the most important detail of this game. That's about Zelda's haircut. Mm. <laughs> you know, I, I want to go, you know, short hair today. You know? This is the adventuring haircut. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, maybe, like, that, uh, the team is actually taking a cue from uh, Bayonetta 2, and then, like, yeah, she needs to do a haircut. <laughs> I, was, I was just about to say Bayonetta 2, kid you not. Um... Like, yeah, does, it, does she see Bayonetta in Smash and go, you know what, I could pull off that look. I could pull off, maybe, maybe not the costume, but the hair. I could do the hair, you know. Maybe she wants to have a new look for her own game, The Adventures of Zelda. I know it's such a revolutionary concept. But, uh, I don't know, like, there's, there's seriously so much that we don't know about this game. And that's, that's mind-boggling, given that we've known about it since 2019. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Was it 18 or 19? Feels like it. <laughs> like forever so all right for me uh i'm gonna piggyback off of certain things and um i want new information on the next main line fire emblem game okay it seems like every two to three weeks or so i see a report uh, a quote sorry a quote report from someone who says that there are rumors of a new fire emblem game or two coming out and i will give you credit you technically were right with fire emblem Hope, but that's a Warriors game, not a mainline game. And I saw so many people saying like these are gonna be like mainlines. They're gonna be remasters of the ones from Japan that we never got crossed over. We need it. Like three houses sold gangbusters. It was great, and fans loved it. Critics loved it. And if Three Hopes does as well as Age of Calamity, which I think it could, you know, that's back to back super successful hits on the Switch. You need to have at least one more Fire Emblem game on the Switch. I don't care if it's, if it's Genealogy of the Holy War remake, or if it's a brand new one, sequel to Three Houses, or a new one like we, we know you can do. We need at least one more Fire Emblem game. We know you've been working on something, so show it already. I'm tired <laughs> of the rumors. I am so tired. Like, so many Fire Emblem rumors. <laughs> like, it's just like, oh, there's a new report of a Fire Emblem game. And I go like, no, it isn't. Then I look inside and it goes, oh, in Nintendo Insider. I'm like, that's not a report. <laughs> Insider <laughs> says yeah. there's Fire Emblem stuff being worked on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Here, Tyler, you'll like this. You'll, you'll like this part. Hey, there's a new Fire Emblem report. Sure, Jan. <laughs> sure, Jan. Like, Todd's just, you really, for those who don't follow Todd on social media, he has been, or are not in the Outer Haven Discord, which single one of you is not. Yeah. Todd is just on a roll dropping that, that gif in well, everything. That, He's on up there with that. CSI Miami walk-off. Fantastic. I'm just saying, I know how to bring the Miami heat. Nice. That's a double pun, baby. That's a double point. All right, but seriously, and I'm tired of the rumor, so if we can just get more, and, and I'll even give, grant you, it doesn't have to be this year, because this year, you're honestly pretty packed, you know, between Scarlet and Violet and Xenoblade and Battle League, you know, could you fit it in on, like, 
say October or uh, and definitely got Fire Emblem game coming out this year, so that's fine. So have three hopes for this year, then the remake or the new title next year. But show it, say hey, we're doing this. You know how much I will mark out if they just do a dramatic shot of Sigurd on his horse climbing up a hill, you know, <laughs> just in it holding up his sword, just so I can know that uh, you know genealogy of the Holy War is coming finally, you know, that will break the internet. I gear okay. Wait, wait, wait. But it will get a lot of fans. It will break the Fire Emblem fans' internet, yes. <laughs> okay, I, I, I had to caveat myself because there are some serious Fire Emblem haters out there. It is, like, vile at times. Mm -hmm. I've seen posts about Three Hopes and people are like, why are they promoting this? This game's going to do terribly. I'm like, yeah, like, Three Houses did terribly. Like, Three Houses, which, you know, won awards voted on by fans, you know, for as best game of the year. So, like, what are you talking about? Now, that's a Karen, Tyler. Fire Emblem haters <laughs> Karens. They don't females. <laughs> so, you've, you've been warned. All the people who call Ingrid a Karen are in fact the Karens is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> the, way, the way I see it, they're Karens. But when it comes to us fans, we're actually Karens about this franchise. like to see a Fire Emblem game this year. Uh, I do think October will be a good time for it. For me, like, the Pokemon games are exciting. I'm, I'll definitely get them and enjoy them. But I, don't, I don't know if, like, Nintendo's really risking sales putting Fire Emblem in October and Pokemon in November. I feel like those audiences are separate enough. You know, not, yeah. You're not, you're not going to get people compromising on one or the other. Now, right, right, right. Would you prefer? Would you prefer, like, a remake with the genealogy, or do you want, like, the next Title. Uh, I would prefer a remake. Actually, I would like to see another Echoes title. Uh, I, I I do think that can like consistency wise, and this is like a total hot. Echoes is my favorite Fire Emblem game ever. That's fine. Uh, so I would like to see another. And I know that like that uh, that was so true to the original guide, and that remake of four might play differently. But if they have the story in place and they have the engine in place, I would like to see them do more the animations and flesh out the characters in a, in a bigger way that would be perfect for me fair enough all right will uh personally for me i'm just gonna kind of go basic here and i just want kind of want to see what the next mario game is honestly like we, it has been a while since super mario odyssey and i feel like now probably be a good time to like see what is cooking with the next mario game like i don't know like Obviously, with the whole re with uh, Origami King, that kind of left a bit of a sour taste in the Mario name, aside from like balancing out with Odyssey. So, I don't know. I'm kind of thinking a crazy idea that they they're doing something similar to Sonic Mania, like just bringing all like a celebration of Mario games into one thing. I mean, not like a collection of sort, but basically like, a, a cross generation of Mario characters just meeting up together. Like, I don't know, 3D Mario meeting to Paper Mario 2D or something of that sort. In a, Mario in a Generations. Something like that. Something like that. And it's like, like, I don't know. Like, there's a lot of things that I feel like Mario hasn't had to explore yet. I mean, granted, he went to the moon, he went to space, he went through time. What else can he do? But I feel like there is something that Mario can still explore, be it a 2D or even a 3D platformer, I feel like. So, I don't know. It, again, with um, Bowser's Rage being any indication of what 
of the future. I just want to know what can they do expand more from uh, Bowser's Fury. I just want to want to know more. So yeah, the next Mario 3D Adventure game. That's what I hope for. That's what I hope. Well, we did get, you know, Bowser's Bowser Fury. Fury. But that was like a low-key yeah. DLC. That was like a DLC. <laughs> DLC to an old game. <laughs> it was really like a mini new game. It, it had very little to do with 3D World. Very little to do with 3D World. Like it was only two hours of content, three hours of content. No, no, no. No, if you 100%ed it, it was like five to ten. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, like, we need something. We need, I need more. We can do better. We definitely need more. We definitely need more. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's stunning that we never got Newcombs for Odyssey. Especially because at that point, Nintendo was doing a ton of like DLC expansions for their first-party games. That sort of slowed down uh, a little bit recently, but uh, it was just bizarre that at that point in time, we didn't see yeah. New Worlds. Yeah, and of course, this is when you talk about some of the other first-party games that we know are going to be shown at the next Nintendo Direct, so at least uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet are likely going to get a big trailer reveal, maybe showing off some of the actual new Pokemon besides the start those starters. Um, and, may, and I, I bet you there's going to be one surprise. I mean, especially since this is supposed to be the E3 of their direct, they're gonna. It won't be Metroid Prime. <laughs> uh, I'm, not, I'm not even going to joke about it. Like saying, no, <laughs> it's not. We all know it's not. Stop trying to deceive us otherwise. <laughs> all right. So with that, we are ending this episode of the Nintendo Right Hand Podcast. Tyler! Yes, last week we did not ask you a bull question. Oh, all right. That was, yeah, a nice little, nice little uh, reprieve. <laughs> well, your reprieve is over. All right, so for this one, we're going to talk about what franchise do you want discussed at E3. Or sorry, at E3. I wish. <laughs> Fake E3. Wish. <laughs> what do you want, what first party franchise do you want talked about at the next Nintendo Direct? Donkey Kong, it could be Fire Emblem, it could be Legend of Zelda, or, and Mario. Hmm. Actually, there is one thing I, like, I think I have a strange feeling because if Nintendo, because Nintendo has already did a collaboration with, with, with other games, rarely, but you know what's coming to maybe a, a upcoming collaboration they're going to do with? Fall Guys. I knew you were going to say Fall Guys. Screw you and your Fall Guys. Fall Guys I, hat for Mario Odyssey. No, <laughs> I know. I won't be surprised because they just say they have some upcoming collaborations coming down the line, and it kind of June twenty first is when it's going to be released for all systems. So, I don't know. It's it may be on the cards. Maybe who knows? Who knows? In the immortal words of Doctor Robotnik, "Who are you again? Who cares?" <laughs> so, so yeah, Tyler, get the correct. And so help me if you put Fall Guys in that poll. I will find you, Tyler. <laughs> Do it, Tyler. Spite him. <laughs> put his RGP PC in your bedroom. Just <laughs> let it on the whole time. <laughs> I, will find you. I will find you. Anyway, so, uh, but also let us know what you thought about the new uh, Blue Lions trailer for Chrono, or for, uh, I said Chrono Cross, uh, for Three Hopes. Uh, do you hope that Nintendo gives us F-Zero eventually? What did you think about the first episode of the series Snow? And of course, what do you want to see first party wise at the next Nintendo Direct, hopefully next month? Let us know in the comments below. So, for Talia Siler, Skullkit Scott, Wario Will, Iron Chef Force Scott, ladies and gentlemen, we are out of time. We are not out of lives. We made it to the end of the level, so raise the flag. <laughs>
Thank you.